You know the food for your soul gotta feed your mind You gotta know if you eating right Gotta put yourself first, yes let's address this But while we're here let's have a second breakfast Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Wrath Peak and Rambler podcast This is Second Breakfast, your fortnightly dose of random shit talk There'll I'll have a few topics now that I'll uh, go into and we might talk about them a bit But um, for the most part we'll just be chatting away This is Second Breakfast guys, this is Listen away. Listen to me, shy talk, while you concentrate on your important jobs and your driving. Hey, watch out for that fella in front. Is he using his indicator? That message was purely for people in the car. Okay? Thanks, guys. So, this week... So, it's the start of Phase 2. Phase 2 started on Monday. I'm recording this on Wednesday. And it's Friday when this is being released, so... Hopefully nothing major has happened in the the in nothing major happens in the next two days. But um so far nothing has changed for me because I am working from home and I've been in the house. I haven't I went for a walk last night, um didn't do much else. You know, the blinds are drawn now because I'm trying to make sure that no like sound uh nothing happens to the sound for the podcast, you know? Um so what's it like out there? I mean, I know shops have opened up and I know traffic is a bit more hectic now. I am really, really not looking forward to going back to driving into work and out. <laughs> the only positive about driving into work and being stuck in traffic is listening to the radio or podcasts, in my opinion. That's all I do. I listen to Tony Cantwell or Blind Boy um and a few others, but that's the only positive. I mean, when you look back now, and the worst thing I think is, and I think this is going to happen, is people are just going to settle back into normal life again, because it's what we're used to, you know. People settled into this new normal because it was easy, really, like, you know, just it mightn't have been the most mentally easy thing for people to do, but physically it was just like, all right, yeah, I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to go for runs, I go for cycles, I work from home or whatever. Um, but, and I know there's no like rush back and people into offices and stuff, but for people um, working in retail and in, um, you know, warehouses and on sites and stuff, people are just going to fall back into the new normal, into the old normal straight away. And I just can't, I I just do not want to do that because... I'm not an environmental nut or anything like, you know, or uh, not even an environment. That's unfair. Like, I'm not an, I'm not a totally environmentally conscious person with regards to cars and stuff. But I really don't want to be sitting a car for my own, you know, my own sake. But also, like, you know, the amount, like, if you think about the amount of petrol we're saving, the amount of fumes that aren't going up into the ozone layer. I mean, Anybody listening now who has a, a, a tiny bit of scientific opinion is like, what is this fucking Egypt talking about the ozone layer for, layer for? But that's one of the only buzzwords I know when it comes to the environment, guys. There's the ozone layer, there's the sky, and the clouds are up there too. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm on about. But um, yeah, I just really don't want to 
go back to that, you know, like sitting in traffic, sitting in traffic for what, like, for 40 hours a week of being stressed to the gills or hating the job or whatever, like, or, you know, being forced to talk to people you don't want to talk to, I mean, you know, what sort of a life is that, like, and we're all living it, like, you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm not going to end up, I probably will, I will go back and I will have to sit through the same things that everyone else has to sit through, like, sure, not everybody wants to sit across from me either, you know, but, um, like, I just really don't want to go back to that, I just, like, I much prefer working from home, because it gives me a lot of chances to slack off and, you know, do this, like, I'm recording this on my lunch break now, you know, um, and I'll probably overstay the lunch break a bit because I just couldn't be arsed going back. But um like my creative my creativity has jumped through the roof and my writing and stuff. So like I, I really want to keep that up. And I just you know, if whenever I do go back, whenever we do have to go back into the office or whatever, I'm just gonna have to keep it up. Like, and that's fine. You know, that is fine. Um I'm I'm grown up, like I'll have to deal with it, but I really would just prefer to work from home. At least until, like, the virus is totally gone, you know? Because apparently there's going to be a new um, a new spike at Christmas or whatever, and there was that open letter that a lot of uh, scientists wrote to the government to say, please don't ease restrictions now. But sure, like, you know, the government is worried about the economy too, and, you know, you could, you could, you can wish that it was the other way around, that we prefer worry about people instead of money, but... That's that's the modern world, like you know, um, like over in New Zealand, um, they are opening. They're after opening up fully, and no restrictions are on their economy because they went into lockdown straight away, and they, you know, Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, played an absolute blinder over there, and she locked them down straight away, and they're opening up with no restrictions on their economy right now. And the people of New Zealand look happy. Jacinda Ardern looks happy. They just look like they handled it very, very well. And I'm not saying too much about Fine Gael here or the Irish government. There's things they could have done better. They could have been clearer on stuff. They can still be clearer on schools and stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know what's going on with schools. I mean, I hopefully we'll know now in August. But, I mean, I know my youngest brother you know, still doesn't know if they're back at school. And how is, you know, if he, if, and that's his leaving search year, like, that's a load of shit, you know. So hopefully, you know, I'd rather we stayed in lockdown until everything was okay again and things were moved around, but sure, I'm not in power. And if I was in power, Westmead would be the capital anyways. Cork could be, Cork can still be its own thing, like the real capital or whatever, I think, I think the people of Cork, myself included, actually prefer that, you know, we prefer being like, look, Dublin, you're the capital, but we know we're the real capital, we're the people's republic, like, you know, the other 31 counties can be like, no, <laughs> no, no, we did not devote you in, the other 31 counties were just taken over by friends, <laughs> we did not devote you in, huh? No, that's Spanish. I don't know what. I don't know where my fantasies are going, but Cork is still the real republic. Westmead is the capital. On Ear V. Um, what a county, by the way. Shout out to Westmead. Shout out to Westmead. Any Westmead listener, any people 
listening who is from Westmead, any person listening even, um, doubtful. But, guys, Westmead is the best county in Ireland. Um, and Cork is is the real republic, guys. I love Cork too. Love Cork, love Westmead, hate everywhere else. Um, Limerick's okay. Kildare's okay too, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, to go back to my original point where I before I went rambling away, um, yeah, like I'm not entirely looking forward to going back in. I think I've grown accustomed to working from home. I've, and I think most people would too. I know, like you know, some of my friends would prefer to be going back in and stuff. Um, you know, but. I personally might try and stay working from home as long as possible because I just much prefer it. Um, but yeah, phase two. At the same time, though, I am very happy that, you know, it's good to see people happy again. And also it's good to be closer to GAA coming back. I mean, I've uh, I've written good few posts and stuff about my love-hate relationship with the GA, like, but I have really noticed now since, since it's been like, you know, um, since everything's been called off and we can't play, obviously, because of contact, I've noticed that I have missed it. Whereas other times that I've missed it, like when I was over in America, I was playing for a while and playing well at the start and then inevitably with me I'd just be like nah fuck this like you know I didn't get played in this game or I got taken off or oh they didn't tell me I had a good game and like such childish shit but like that was just my mindset you know I was like oh they're against me even though they weren't like you know I, I should have just been more of a team player or whatever but I'd be like and I'd put work first which is fine too by the way I'm not saying no that if anybody's listening they're like you know saying and if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, but, you know, be team player, like, you you put work first, obviously, but, you know, I could have made more of an effort in the time that I could play. And the same with Rath Beacon and stuff, but, you know, in the and last year, like, I, I kind of, I didn't like one manager, and uh, he knew it, like, I was blatant, like, but... um. You know, I let the whole season go because of this one manager. Whereas I should have been like, look, I'll give football my all. And I'll play hurling as well. Like, you know, but I just won't. I won't I'll try not to think about it too much, you know. But that's that's my problems at the time. But I've really, really noticed now since lockdown started that I um, I do miss the GA a lot. Miss playing it. You know, watching it is fantastic. But you can watch all games. But like... I really do miss playing J, especially Junior B, like, because, you know, Junior B gets this rap, and it is that, okay, I'm not going to go defending the the talent level at Junior B, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I've seen myself play, and I've been out there playing, I've seen other lads play, like, we're not fantastic, but there is a, 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 a big, there is a, a talent level or tre- a threshold in Junior B, and it's not as low as some people think. You know, like, I mean, we've played, and I know some of the lads that'll be coming down from junior A or intermediate or senior will be older, but they'll come down to junior B and get the absolute shit kicked out of them legally with tackles and shoulders and, you know, slaps at the ball and stuff like, it's not that easy. Like, it's, um, I've even seen it myself with, like, lads coming in to play for us over the years in junior B and they'll be getting so thick. They're used to, like, getting the ball every time. They're used to, like, 
getting the free in junior A or intermediate or something and then in junior B they're getting the absolute shit kicked out of them and they're like giving out to the ref they didn't get the free they're retaliating themselves then they're getting sent off and you're like man look take it seriously but you know this is a different ball game down here like I mean just the absolute crack and the best thing about GA2 like used to be mad for fighting when I was under between like under 14 and minor used to be absolutely mad for it because we were you know it was all lads the same age kind of petered off then when went to junior B and it was just last year when we started I came back from America last year January and started playing straight away it was fantastic we were all having great crack at training and stuff and then we were playing Fremont or Fairmount or something they're out there by Mallow somewhere in um are they actually you know my directions are terrible I don't know where the fuck they're from but they're from Cork and we were playing in a county championship I think it was Junior C like so obviously another drop below but like you're still you have to be at least a bit fit to kind of run around and enjoy the game and we were playing this crowd and they were the same as ourselves kind of I know Rathpeakin is closer to the city but bit of country lads like and just the absolute handbags at five paces that kept going on all game and little fights and pushing and shoving and like the thrill you'd get from that is absolutely criminal like <laughs> not even joking just like you could be so much your man all game shake hands at the start a bit of chatting here and there who did you play in the first round oh did you play any how's your league going you know telling them all this shit totally truthful as well but you're not going to be start like telling them like oh yeah well we were missing five lads it's like yeah we got the absolute shit kicked out of us there in the first game of the league like you know you're totally honest because it's junior c and then two lads next year might start tussling over the ball and the two of you are mortal enemies you know for about two or three seconds and then as soon as it's off you kind of laugh it off you shake your hands and stuff and then at the end of the game everyone's friends as well which is what i love about gaa you know there's no there's there could be bad blood before the game there could be bad blood after the game but more often than not the bad blood before the game is settled in the game and you shake hands and everyone shakes hands except for maybe one or two lads who might take it a bit personally or whatever but like you know, I just can't wait for the GA to come back. Um, it's going to be... And it's great, like, not even... For, but it's great for people's mental health, like, you know, because you go training on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or a Thursday or whatever. You go training one or two nights a week, Junior B, and you have a game most weekends from February till about September, October. Could be November. Obviously, this year it'll be, but, like, I mean, you know, usually. You know... And you have fundraising events, you have nights down the squire, excuse me, you have so many outings and interactions with people that that being taken away from you for a full year, that's going to affect a lot of people's mental health, like, you know, especially lads on their own or they don't have, they're not living with family or they're living, you know, they're, they don't have a girlfriend or partner or whatever, like, you know, their girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. You know, that's going to affect people, obviously. So, like, I'm happy for it to come back in that way. And also, like, personally, I miss it. So I can't wait for it to come back. And I can't wait for to give it, you know, more even than I was given at the start of the year. Like, we only played one game. We drew, which was one hurling game. We drew, which was more than we did all of last year. So that's a step in the right direction. And it'll be good to see the lads again, you know. Also opening... 
So that'll be, I think that's 29th of June is contact training is allowed back. That's what I read in the group chat. Don't know if that's true. I mean, I know, no, I don't think any of the lads are actually government scientists, but I could be wrong. Um, and then championship is July 31st, something like that anyway. So like, you know, in a couple of months now, lads, just keep tight. Sports will be back. Um, also... Like uh, next month, I wrote a post about this um, on Wednesday um, about the cinemas being open. That is another fantastic. We're close to that as well. Like that's only a month away, really. I'm delighted because I love the cinema. I love going on my own. Um, The cinema is one place where you can actually go and just forget about everything for ages, like for two to three hours you know, an hour and a half to two and a half hours, or whatever, normally, you can just go to the cinema and forget about everything. So, like, that is going to be good for people's mental health as well. Um, You know, I love movies anyway, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's, you know, you see people going on their own and you don't even realise that that might be the only social interaction that they have all week. Going to the cinema on Saturday at half two in the day or whatever, you know. Or even Wednesday, Thursday, that might be the only interaction they have at all during the week. Like, So it's going to be great for people as well. Things start opening back up and just kind of going back to normal. And, you know, whatever about the pubs and stuff, that'll be great for people too. And great for the pub owners and all that. But I'm really looking forward to stuff like that opening back up now. Like um, the cinema and GA as well. I'm not sure about when the kids will be able to go back training. That probably won't be until next year now, which is a real shame because... You know, it's great for the kids to go out and have the crack and, you know, generally just mock me when I was trying to train them. But, like, sure, it was great crack every Monday. Like, so, you know, I hope the kids are doing okay. I know their parents, Al Rapikin and Blarney or wherever they're from, are doing a great job. So, looking forward to that starting up again next year now. Um, You know, so it, there is a lot of positives going on, guys. You know, I mean, I know it's, it's a really tough, kind of weird, not weird time, but a really tough time out there now there's a lot a lot of negativity going around on twitter and you know the internet um not i would not i don't mean negativity but there's a lot of really intense news going around um like just in ireland um you know there was that incident in carrigaline last weekend where the young fellow was stabbed by another fella and it was absolutely terrible now, the family have come out and they have said, we're the f- the family of the young fellow who was stabbed. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, but there's kids running around shouting mad outside. And I feel like an old man saying, shut the fuck up. There's a man trying to record a podcast here. There's a man trying to record a podcast here, I'm telling you now. Fucking kids, man. Anyways, <laughs> um... Yeah, so the family came out and said, like, yeah, we're the family of the young, young man. We were delighted with the outpouring of support. Um, you know, they're, you know, it's great, but, like, and I think, I don't know if the family said this themselves. They might have known about it, but don't, you know, don't share the video around. Don't post the video on social media or anything, because that's how the young fella and the group who did stab um the young young fella last Saturday or Sunday night, um, that's how they will get away with it because Ireland's press laws are really restrictive and if you show 
or it, it could be biased and the, the jury could be led to believe that it, it biased the case and it'll get thrown out you know um so just don't do that and also don't believe any of this stupid fucking ne- not neon yeah neo-nazi it is neo-nazi shit like you know this this white narrative that some people on Twitter, and you'll know who they are straight away, like they might even have a face, they might never have a picture for their bio that will say like, oh, this is um, all because of the race riots in America and in Cork, and you know, this has been, and I saw some people saying like, oh, this is because the Daily Mail um, were like race baiting and stuff, and it's like, Jesus Christ, like, yes, the young fella who stabbed the young fella, especially the fact that the girl, and fair play to that girl who sat on top of your man and tried to get them to stop. She put herself in a lot of danger, so fair play to her for, you know, stopping anything even more serious. But, like, the young fellow who stabbed the young fellow in Carrigaline last Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember the day now, he is an absolute prick of the highest order. But it's not because of the colour of his skin. And the fact that I'm saying, you know, I don't have an authoritative voice in this, but the fact that I'm even saying this now, the fact that anybody has to reply to that shit on Twitter is outrageous. Like, he's a prick because he stabbed him. It has nothing to do with the colour of his skin. Like, don't bring race into this just to further your own agenda of, like, look, I was right. You know, they shouldn't have done the protests. You know, this is what happens. No one did. Like, that, fuck that. Like, I personally wouldn't go out and protest during lockdown, but that's just me. Other people can and they have and they will. And that's up to them. But they're going out to stop this sort of, you know, thing that you say happened. Like, it's absolutely outrageous. Like, um, you know, I, I, I heard or I read that the your man is in a stable condition. I'm delighted. I also heard that the fellow who stabbed him is out on bail already. But hopefully that's just following the legal procedures that he will get more than, you know, just let out on bail. And just don't share the video. Do not do that because Ireland's press laws are going to say that it's, the case was biased then because of that. And it's, it's a load of shit, but sure, that's the way it goes, like, you know. Ireland's press laws have been like that for like even boy A and boy B in the um the case in Lucan last year where, where the girl was killed like um there was danger of that being thrown out because the people got his name and you know don't don't read believe anything I know people listening to this now I might sure I, how many li- I don't know I don't have that many listeners like but you know if anybody happens across this podcast then just don't share any videos, don't retweet any things with people's pictures and stuff like, you know, it was a terrible incident that happened. Hopefully, you know, Cork has gotten, there's been a lot more of these high-profile incidents recently, like since New Year's, um, you know, with the tragic Cameron Blair incident and stuff. So, like, hopefully this won't be a new wave of violence in Cork. But don't believe anything you read about race or race baiting because that's just that's just bored white people, middle aged who are racists, but they're not out yet. You know, they're not um, they're not not the, they they are out as racists, but they're not like you know in public saying this stuff behind the keyboard. You can say anything and get it nearly get away most of the time. You know, so like just don't believe anything you read. Um, unfortunately, it's not just people, anonymous people, sharing discriminatory stuff. It's people like 
authors of beloved childhood series such as J.K. Rowling, just picking a name out of a hat now, you know, there's no, um, but she came out there this week on Monday and in the middle of, in the middle of like, you know, race riots in, not race riots, I've said race riots a lot guys and I, I don't mean, I'm talking about the protests, it was just I saw one tweet saying race riots, the protests in America are not race riots, they are protests that are being turned into riots and violent protests by the police, let me just clear my stance on that, but she came out in the middle of these protests about, you know, that are trying to get the police and people in America and all over the world to recognise and realise that racism is alive and thriving and well, and that black, black, black lives matter, you know, she comes out in the middle of this and furthers her own agenda about um, that she that her stance that trans women are not real women and talking about people who menstruate, she has had an absolute howler, an absolute howler of a week so far. I'm sure it's going to get worse because even today Daniel Radcliffe came out and said transgender women are women, which they are, by the way, just in case anybody's going to be like, but she was right. Ah, no, like she... And... I fucking hate it because I love Harry Potter. I love the books. For sure, like, any time I pick up a book now, I'm going to be like, geez, this is the one now who, you know, writes about a minority race in the world and doesn't recognize minority races in the real world. You know, and I know you say, like, okay, separate the art from the artist. And, you know, you you can try, you can do that with a lot of things, but I think with a series of books, when she consistently comes out and tweets this shit like you, that's going to be hard you know let me just take an old swig of water in there boys the throat will be dry from talking so much shite do you know what I mean um, but yeah like she's an absolute howler of a week I don't, know, I don't know what came over her to tweet that in this current climate not that I'm saying it'd be okay to tweet it at any other time but, like, why would you tweet that in the middle of worldwide protests over racial inequality? What, like, what the fuck was she thinking? Like, more money than since these people. Like, but she knows there's, a, you know, if half of her, her followers don't agree with her, the other half are going to f- follow her to the death. Even Glinner, um, Graham Linehan, like, sure, like, he still has diehard supporters of him, even though he's you know, drawing criticism from so many people about his tweets about um, trans women erasing the rights of real women. And it's like, you know, you're the only one, not the only one, but he's, him and J.K. Rowling are some of the only one prominent people tweeting about this stuff. But they don't, they think, the reason they think they're right is because fucking twats on Twitter and Facebook and whatever who follow them, tweet their support of them, and try and go after people who don't su- support them. It's fucking mad. And that's why I'm saying, like, there's a lot of negativity on on Twitter and, you know, not so much. Well, there is a lot on Facebook, too, but I don't use Facebook as much anymore just for um, posting my stuff, you know. Um, but, like, in all seriousness, there is a lot, a lot of negativity out there. So that's why it's important to look to... Um, it's important to think about like 
the positive things that are coming up in the future. I know GA is another month or two away, and I know the cinema is a month away. But look, shops are open, or a lot of shops are opening, or whatever. So they're coming. So like, you know, just think of the positives. You know, obviously don't just disregard, like there's still a lot of protests and still a lot of uh, petitions to sign. Go to change.org and... um sign some petitions and you can donate if you want to um i think i what site did i go through it was through change.org actually you can donate there as well so you know if you can spare it if you can't spare it it's fine so there are ways to combat this negativity and stuff and be active in the fight against racism guys that's all you know we can do at the moment we can use our digital capabilities if we're not comfortable going out and protesting physically Unfortunately, guys, um, there is some extremely sad news that is coming out of um, COVID-19. It's not exactly personal, but I am taking it personally. And I feel that as a nation, we are going to take personally. It's looking like the breakfast buffet. Myself, I get through this. It's looking like the breakfast buffet is a thing of the past. I know. I know. Obviously, social distancing, you know, germs, spread of germs. I don't know if they can come back after a vaccine is found or if a vaccine is ever found. But unfortunately, I read that breakfast buffets are looking like they're going to be a thing of the past. Yeah. Take a a second, guys. Take a second. If this is the first time you're hearing this, pull into the side of the road. Weep. If this is the second or third time you're hearing this, just take a seat. Make yourself a cup of tea. Okay? No more can you come down absolutely... Gee-eyed from the night before. You know, sidle up, grab your tray, grab your plate. Start fucking sausages and hash browns on. Take one one look at the scrambled eggs and just want to bury your face in there for a bit of warmth. The sweat is coming out, is fucking pouring off you. You get about five glasses of apple juice, orange juice, cranberry juice. You go out, you get yourself a a little croissant little brioche bun maybe, loads of butter, you go out for seconds, no amount of breakfast buffet food can fill the void for the hangover that you have, but it's the right place to be, it's the only place to be, is dying in the middle of a load of tables and chairs of strangers who are quite possibly dying too. So, I just want to say, Breakfast buffet, I've had some of my worst moments personally, one of my worst feelings, you know, like hangover and stuff personally when I was with you, but you were always there to comfort me, feed me, keep me safe and sane, I just want to thank you, I just, I miss you already, I do, thanks for everything, thanks for the memories, If anybody has any special memories of the breakfast buffet, (laughs) 
send them into the show. It's um, Rathpeak and Rambler at buffetbrawler.com. If anybody has just any pictures of themselves with the breakfast buffet, send them in. I'll put them up on the website, guys. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Um, but that is extremely sad news. Um, I do think, you know, it's obviously the right way. It's obviously the right move, like, but, you know, it's just, what are we going to do now, like? It'll just be a an order, I suppose, like, but, you know, there's something really nice about having the opportunity to eat three massive sausages and then having, you know, the 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 chance, the opportunity to go back and have another three or four if you wish, like. I mean, there's something just freeing about that, whereas now you're going to be like, yeah, can I have the full Irish? And then they're going to come out again. You can't be like, sorry, can I have four more sausages, please? Yes, that'll be two euros. Fuck. Can I have four more sausages, another hash brown, three eggs, one of them cold, one of them cold, by the way. Can I have seven glasses of apple juice? Like, no, you can't ask that. Like, that's outrageous. You can't ask someone for seven glasses of apple juice. If there's only two of you or four of you at the table, you can't make out that it was like, oh, for everyone, it's like, can we have seven glasses? We'll have three extra just in case we get thirsty. It's like, no, sir. The waiter is like, no, sir, I know this is for you. I don't know why you lied to me. Um, I don't know where my accents are coming from today. They're all coming from Europe somewhere. Um, but yeah, very sad news about the breakfast buffet, guys. Look, sure, we'll... we'll We'll persevere and we'll move forward together as a people and get through this together, okay? If anybody wants to talk about breakfast buffets, I am all my DMs are always open. Um also I saw on Twitter, um saw on Instagram first of all, and then I saw on Twitter the Happy Pair put up a really like cringe post about like, you know you know, it was it was cringe because it was it was about you know, the situation in America and how we should all, that we they haven't recognized their privilege until recently and we should all come together in love and unity. And I totally agree. Like, the sentiment, I totally agree with. The fact that they put it up, like, today, which is, a what is it, a week and a bit, a week and a half after the protest started, is, like, you didn't need to go and research racism for a week and a half before putting up that post. You know, that could have been put up straight away. Um and someone on Twitter called um the happy pair um hummus Jedward. <laughs> I gotta admit, like I did, I did really chuckle when I when I read that. Um, like I do think it's it's a bit Irish though. Not calling them hummus Jedward. Sorry, I I didn't even finish my point before I went into my next point. It was like fucking an inception of the mind, man, an inception of the fucking mind. Fucking going through fucking phase. I don't even fucking know where I fucking start and fucking finish one, man. How much curses can I fit into one podcast, man? Fucking hell. I love Hardy Books, by the way, in case anybody's like, Jeez, he sounds a bit like someone. Um, But, like, a lot of the comments under the original post, not the one on Instagram now, but the one on Twitter, were like, you know, they did this really cringe... Oh, I actually don't even want to think about it, like, but... um. It's, I know, it just freaks me out because they're twins, too. <laughs> I don't know why. But, like, you know, they did, like, a heart shape with their hands, but they were, like, upside down. They were doing, like, that, you know, that crab crawl you do when people do when they're drunk and they're, like, dancing and stuff. But, um, 
you know, and they did it on like a country lane way, maybe it was by their house or whatever. And a lot of people were like, geez, I wish someone would come along and drive over those those two human beings. Or they were like, does anyone have a shotgun handy? <laughs> You're like, fucking hell. I, like, I don't, I follow them on Instagram, but, you know, I wouldn't be a fan of or a, a detractor of the happy pair. And even if I was, like, I wouldn't be, like, you know, I wouldn't be fucking calling for someone to, to shoot them. Does anyone have a shotgun handy? I might blow the brains off these two individuals who have made a social mistake. Like, fucking, it's very, I don't know, is it Irish? It's not even Irish anymore. Like, that, you could have called that Irish begrudgery before. Um, but now it's just Twitter and the online culture of, like, you know someone did something that mightn't I mightn't totally agree with. Off with their heads, man. <laughs> like like poor old Rory's stories, no, like I don't get me wrong, he's not the funniest man out there. But like people in fucking power, like not in power, but you know, like with blue ticks behind their names with a bit of a following, they'd all be fucking sharing his videos and going, look at this fucking clown. And it's like Okay, right. Rory Story's jokes might be the most progressive of jokes. He might be the funniest man, but he's, you know, he's just himself like. He's from Meath. Um and, you know, he's from the Midlands. He suffers with his own mental health. And he he was mad into Jay. He's a fantastic footballer apparently, and you know, I don't know what job he had before, but it, it might have been construction judging by his videos. But like you know, People would be commenting, going like, oh, so funny, ha, 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 I'm on the beer and I hate my wife. It's like, people do find that funny. I personally don't find it funny, but, like, I'm not going to be commenting under Rory Story's videos going like, does anyone have a fucking gun? I might shoot Rory in the head so we don't have to listen to him anymore. What in the name of God do people be going on about? Like, it was even, it was just when I saw it on the, the happy pair, I was like, Right, the lads are about a week and a half late with any sort of comment at all. If they, you know, they, they should. Everyone should be commenting on what's going on. Um, But, you know, and I know they came out and was like, we didn't really recognise our privilege. And whatever, like, you know, they, they should have come out much earlier and they should have said, like, you know, we will be doing such and such or whatever. Like, but to pe- for people to be coming out and saying, like, does anybody have a car that can go above 80 kilometers and drive over those two lads? One comment was like, I think it's an 80 kilometer road limit. And it was like, dot, dot, dot. And you're like, like, I know you're messing and this is your joke or whatever. But like, you know, to be calling, <laughs> to be joking about killing these two lads is a bit Irish as well, I believe. I just do think, I do think Rory's story gets, um... A bad doing. Um, Kean Toomey probably gets a bad doing. See, that's it. That's very like um, that's very two faced for me because whenever I see Kean Toomey's videos, I'm like, what the fuck is this fella doing now? But to be fair, for a while, Kean Toomey's videos were very funny to me. Maybe I just outgrew it. No, I would never call for Kean Toomey. I would never see Kean Toomey's videos and be like, hang on, now a second. Does anybody have a knife? And we might go murder him, lads. Like when people comment that stuff, and I, you know. This is the problem with fucking online culture and shit like not cancel culture that's something totally different but like this culture of culture of like and I see it in Ireland all the time like it's probably in England too like but 
you know, when someone does something that's not funny or not classically funny or not everybody finds funny and they're like, you know, Jesus Christ, I, why didn't someone roll over them with a, with a car wheel? It's like, man, no, I know I'm just exaggerating now for the purposes of the podcast, but it's very, jeez, I'm late for lunch, <laughs> I'm late back, fuck him, bye, fuck him. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's like, Hummus Jedward was funny, but for the people to be commenting under it, you know, saying, anybody have a shotgun handy is a bit much as well, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? And I saw some comments being like, oh, the two fucking Egypts and they're overcharging everyone for goop. And it was like, you don't have to pay for it. Like, if you have the money, you can go buy the Happy Pair stuff. If you don't have the money, or if you don't want, not if you don't have the money, if you don't want to spend your money on it, don't. Don't comment on it either. Like, I mean, I just think there's enough fucking negativity going on in the world and in Ireland as well that... This added stuff of, like, ripping into the happy pair for being fools. There's there's no need for it. Like, is there? Is there really any need for it? Like, I don't know why I got so riled up about that. <laughs> it's just, I just kind of got into an old flow of it there. Like, but it's a bit much, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, but I don't know. Look, I'm kind of rambling now, and I probably should. I probably should go back to work at some stage. Um, work is fine. Working from home, I'm not going to say too much about work on this in case anybody does listen to it. But um, you know, like I'll leave you now in a minute. Um, I'm going to leave you with a reading of my poem, "The Swan King of Nace." As I said earlier in the week on my um on my original podcast, and I've written about it and stuff, you know, I've started a subscription, nobody has to, you don't have to, because everything's going to be for free anyways, there'll be the, there'll be once a week, there'll be a premium content posting that you'll have to, you will have to have, you know, signed up to the monthly subscription, but it's a five or a month, and basically, you get like, you can email me or DM me with your requests and I will write that movie review or blog post for you, you know, or about you, whichever you want. Um, you know, obviously I would need proof of your subscription. Um, if you DM me or ask me to do any requests and you haven't subscribed, jog on. But um, obviously I take constructive criticism and stuff like that. But if you have any requests, um, you know this is work as well, like, and it's something I really enjoy, and I love it, but I want to make this my job, like, you know, and I want to eventually get out of the office work, I want to get out of mainstream work, and get into, you know, writing, or radio, or recording, or whatever, you know, but, um, if you want to see more of my poems, oh, by the way, the podcast is always going to be free, I'm never going to, probably won't ever capitalize on that, because I just enjoy doing, I enjoy talking shit, and thanks to everyone who listens, um, I have I got good feedback on you know podcast, the second breakfast podcast and some of the podcasts so far. Um, if you missed the one on Monday, I talk about Irish movie Dating Amber, um, fantastic movie. Go listen to that. But for now, I will leave you with um, a recording, not a recording because I'm going to do it right now. I don't know why I said recording, but for now, I'm going to do a reading of um my poem, The Swan King of Nace. And if you would like to subscribe and see more of my poems just you know you can 
it's the price of a coffee a month. Instead of going to Starbucks, one of your Starbucks trips, like I go Costa or whatever, you know, why don't you just drop me a fiver a month? You don't have to, but you can if you want. So here is the Swan King of Nace. White wings spread wide like Pegasus. Long serpentine neck poised to attack, the Swan King of Nace welcomes all challengers as they race by in fear of the mighty creature. His signets rest in the feathery embrace of his mate. Nobody would be foolish enough to try and steal a baby from the fearsome couple. Jesus, Maria, just run past him. He's just guarding the babies. Fuck off, John. Look at the size of that bastard. Weary travellers, unprepared for this new challenge, don't know if they should skirt by, turn back or cross the canal on the lock bridge. A few of us look over in amusement, happy in our prior knowledge of the Swan King of Nace and his brood in their new home. I see other contenders for the crown up by Swan's Cafe, throwing out the odd hiss and a shape of a wing swipe, causing nervous jitters and springy footsteps to the safe haven of the other side of the narrow path. Sometimes when I let my mind wander, I think of the king holding all his business in the cafe named after his ancestors, honking, hissing and planning their offence for the Battle of the Dam Bridge. A wise-looking heron floats over the canal, keeping watch from Nace to Salins, gliding low and soaring high, aware of every little going on in the kingdom below. Oftentimes stopping and standing on the bank of the canal, he looks around, letting us take pictures, allowing passers-by to stop and stare at the town's benevolent alternative leader. Fine, go back around and I'll meet you at home. Yeah, fucking great, thanks, John. The Swan King of Nace has claimed another scalp of war. The Battle of the Dam Bridge is over. Right, so guys, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for listening. A bit longer this week. Let me know what you think of the poem. Let me know what you think of the podcast. And I just hope that you all have a fantastic couple of weeks before the next second breakfast is out. Stay safe. Stay social distancing, everyone, okay? And have an absolutely wonderful weekend. I love you all very much. Here's Rusty Gray playing us out. Have a good one. Uh, this is nothing that you've seen before yeah. This is not something for the green CeeLo This is something that we need dope Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows Articulate talks about life, that's just in second breakfast Two themes in one podcast, huh, this man is restless He got just what you seek in Scrambler He is the wrath peaking Rambler